the longest-running off-road and action motorsports radio show on the planet is coming to you live with the biggest guest in motorsports. Here is the only man on the planet who can pack this much dirt slinging and tire slaying into two hours a week. Sit back, strap in, and be prepared to get your ears blown. Here is Jim Beaver and the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Been a few weeks since I've actually been back in the studio. We've dropped an epic ton of audio content the past few weeks uh, between Project Action and my boy Nate Wessel and Hubert. And, uh, man, uh, you know, just this past week, we've had, uh, you know, my live show out from King of the Hammers that we did with Polaris Razor, which, if you haven't listened to that, I have to say, absolutely epic. We've actually had some people that have never listened to the show before tune into that one and went, oh, wow, this is what you do. Like, I'm sold. It was so funny with Guthrie and my boy Evan from Polaris. Tiffany Stone held it down with me. We had Hubert. And, um, man, if you haven't already, go and listen to that show. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then we had an interview with Jason Anderson. I had nowhere to fit it. You know, how, how is that that you have Jason freaking Anderson and you don't have a place to fit it because we didn't do a live national show last week we did the one at hammers and then did the podcast and so I just dropped it into our feed and then uh and then we'll get into this in the first segment but uh good very very good friend of mine Spencer Lowe passed away and I went and dug into the archives of the show and found something from like six seven years ago that I did back in the beginning of 2012 um and uh, aired that was like a 30 minute interview with Spencer Lowe so uh, man, we've dropped a, a ton of audio content the past couple of weeks, and uh, it's you know it, it's been crazy. I've raced the trophy truck at the Parker 425. I went out to Hammers. Uh, we had everything that is Hammers. We've had NHRA, their kickoff. There was shenanigans, crazy Supercross. Uh, I'm debuting our new power ranking segment this week that we're going to be doing weekly. Um, uh, you know, it's sponsorship silly season for me. We're getting things prepped for the mint with the razor. Um, I just got to say, man, it has been uh, been a whirlwind couple of weeks to, you know, and it's been a while since we've been actually sitting here in the studio doing the live national show like we are today. And uh, I'm really excited mainly because we've got Ryan freaking Dungey and Jason Shear on air. What more can you ask for, right? Well, we're going to tell you here in a few minutes after this break here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by... Polaris Razor. You want extreme performance, reliability, and the most fun you can have on four wheels? The Polaris Razor brings it to you. But you don't need to take my word for it. You can take theirs. I'm Tanner Faust, and I choose the Polaris Razor because it's the most fun you can have with a steering wheel. What's up? I'm Ronnie Renner, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the sickest, most reliable side-by-side on the planet. What's up, everybody? Heavy D from Diesel Brothers. Listen, I'm on Team Razor because it's hands-down the best piece of machinery on the planet. I'm R.J. Anderson, and I choose Polaris Razor because it's the most fun, most capable machine. Action sports stars, TV personalities, and some of the best race car drivers in the world all choose Polaris Razor because it's the ultimate combination of power, suspension, agility, and fun. Find out more information on the web at PolarisRazor.com or follow at Polaris Razor on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and use the hashtag RazorLife to share your story. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI. 
The 268-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine rockets the WRX around corners and down straightaways. A race-ready 305-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine keeps the WRX STI a rally legend. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, it's not a sibling rivalry, it's a tag team. Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com rally. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru Rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for 15% discount. When looking for a new wheel for your off-road vehicle, car, truck, or UTV, the choice is easy. You choose what the pros use. Rob McCachron, Keegan Kincaid, and myself, Jim Beaver, all exclusively use Vision Wheel, whether we're dominating Baja, taking the cup at Cranon, or shredding UTVs. Vision Wheel's trend-setting designs and durability will set you apart from the competition and your friends. Check out visionwheel.com or at visionwheel on social media to learn more. For 100 years, General Tire has provided tires for your lifestyle, your adventure, your anywhere. Born from competition, the Grabber Tire offers the durability and off-road traction you demand in a tire. We put these tires to the test in the harshest off-road racing conditions to give you a tire that will make your anywhere possible. So let us take you on your next big adventure. Tweet us photos at General Tire, hashtag anywhere is possible. Because with General Tire, anywhere is possible. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. And uh, you know, this is a I, part of the reason why we're airing this. If you're listening live online, it's a Wednesday. If you're listening in national syndication, didn't affect you or or on demand. You know, it's. It's just whenever you listen to it, but uh, push the show back a day because um, mainly because uh, of Spencer Lowe's passing. And I know a lot of people uh, that tune in, um, you know, if you're not in off-road circles, you might not know him. You've probably seen the truck, though, back in the 80s, um, uh, but you might not know the name now. Um, but he was factory Nissan driver for uh, for years. Uh, he wrote, drove, drove that iconic same paint scheme that you saw in uh, all the factory Nissan cars back in the era, you know, the red, white, and blue paint scheme. Um, but he's a factory Nissan driver, um, you know, did, I don't know, what class 7S. He accomplished so much, so many victories. Um, just a legend, uh, a, a true legend of off-road. He was in the manufacturing side. His son kind of carried over and started doing some Nissan manufacturing with lift kits and stuff like that at one point in time. Um, but he was a close friend of mine. Uh, he, he lived here in Parker, not always, but uh, he moved to Parker, Arizona, bought foxes on the river, uh, sold it a few years ago, but just a really, really close uh, family friend of ours. And um, it, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a tough one, man. Um, it, it really, uh, really was kind of hit home. And uh, so I wanted to uh, pull out, I did an interview, I was going to air it in the national show. Um, one of my first interviews I ever did back in 2012, we're talking, uh, I think it was February 1st, 2012, which was, uh, about a month and a half after I started the radio show and we took two weeks off for like Christmas or something, but I did a live show at the casino and 
it's funny because I haven't listened to those shows in a long time. And uh, um, I was just kind of figuring things out as a radio interviewer and a radio host. Um, it was live in an event, so you had all the background noise. We were at the, at the Parker 425 at a party I threw. Uh, amazing party. You need to get back to throwing those parties. We used to do that, and man, and we'd blow the roof off of places. Um, but... Spencer stopped by to support what I was doing, and uh, I, I sat him down, and it wasn't like he was planning on being on air. And if I remember right, like I literally had to like stranglehold him and his wife Kathy's like, just go do it, Spencer, and got him to sit down. And I thought it might, we might have had him on for ten minutes. I was going to fit it in national slot. It's like a thirty-minute interview. Uh, you know, he talked about his career and uh, you know his love of off-road and things like that. And you know, it's come full circle because that was um, what are we twenty nineteen now? That was twenty twelve, seven years ago. Um, Things would come for full circle because he was talking about like wanting at some point to go and do Nora or things like that. Well, he's come back and he's done Nora. He did the Mint 400, uh, things like that. You know, so it's just kind of a interesting thing. But it, it, there's some really good stuff talking about his career in there. Anyways, I dropped in in our feed yesterday. So if you subscribe on iTunes, you check out the website. It's right there. It's easy to get. Um, but it's like 30 minutes. Audio quality, man. I'm telling you, it was one of my first shows. We had some. The headsets weren't quite what we're using now. And uh, not even close to what we're using now, but uh, audio quality was a little scratchy. You can still understand everything, but um, man, it was one of my first shows, and uh, I'm just thankful I still have that piece of audio content. And that's, I guess, that's one thing really special uh, that I, I really enjoy. I, I don't want to say enjoy, but I'm honored to uh, honored to have is these interviews with guys like Spencer Lowe and uh, Dave Mira. You know, and after they pass. Um, we can go back and reflect and listen to them talk about their careers and things like that. And um, it's one thing that's the, that I hold special about, you know, doing radio and being able to spend time with these absolute legends, you know, um, is because we do have some amazing uh, audio diaries with these people telling their stories about their life and careers and things like that. So um, Spencer, man, what can I say? His whole family, um, just good people. And uh, he always treated uh, treated my family, you know, so, so well. Uh, spent so many times drinking with him up at his bar, Foxes. Um, and, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely going to, uh, going to be missed. You know, I, <laughs> it's one of those things I'm trying not to uh, get choked up, trying not to shed any tears. I've done that already. Uh, we're here, we're doing the national show, but, uh, I just, uh, you know, wanted to, uh, uh, you know, say, Hey, this guy, you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, he was legendary in the eighties. Right. And I think a lot of people new to the sport, a lot of people listen to this show, maybe not even born back when he was in his prime. Um, so you might not know the name, but, uh, you know, he was, uh, if you were around in the late seventies and the eighties, you know, the name Spencer Lowe and, uh, you know, you know, the truck. So, uh, uh, yeah, just thinking about them and uh, just an amazing, amazing guy and uh, definitely going to be missed by the entire off-road community. And uh, uh, I'm just stoked that he was able to bring that Nissan back and run the Mint and run Nora last year. And uh, I know that was something uh, really, really special to him. So if you do want to hear uh, him talk about his career, we did drop that yesterday. So it's out there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could take up a whole show telling Spencer stories, but I'm not going to do that. So we're, we're going to try and transition in here before I get uh, kind of choked up on air. Um, we are going to be debuting something here in the next segment, something I'm really, really excited about. You know me, I listen to, listen to a lot of actually talk radio and I listen to other hosts. And there's, uh, you know me, I'm a pro wrestling fan. I, I do not hide that fact. I like pro wrestling. I'm the, you know, like Street Bike Tommy says, like, you're the guy that never grew up. Well, me and uh, a bunch of others because... Uh, it's a massive industry and, you know, it's actually on my podcast project action. We've interviewed a lot of them. Uh, but I've always said race car drivers can take something from, uh, uh, from pro wrestling and the personas and things like that. But, 
Um, anyways, one of my favorite shows is called Busted Opens on Sirius XM uh, on Fight Nation. And I listen to it daily. And uh, every week they do something called uh, called the uh, weekly power rankings, WWE power rankings, right? And uh, it's not like it's not cumulative in, in in so much that you know what I mean. It counts like the past three months or four months. It's literally just that week's body of work. So it's basically like who had the best week. Um, and I think that's really rad with this show because some weeks we're going to have off road guys on the list. Other weeks we're going to uh, other weeks we're going to have uh, you know drag racers on the list or IndyCar drivers or may, God forbid maybe even a NASCAR driver, right? Well, you know off road drifting rally supercross anybody that competes in racing action sports that involves racing like snowcross whatever we they have a chance to be on this power rankings and it's who had the biggest impact. That week, and some weeks it's going to be hard because there might be only one race going, and then other weeks we have like six or seven. Man, it's going to be tough to crack those rankings. Um, so we're going to debut those in the next segment. I'm really excited about it. This is something we are going to do weekly, and um, so I, I'm really excited. I know in future episodes, my boy Chris Leone there uh, that you know handles the media and the website for me. Uh, he calls in from time to time. He's going to start doing his own too, and we'll, we'll actually kind of have a debate about it. So I'm going to roll it out this week, and then uh, you know, future episodes. Um, most weeks we'll probably have Chris calling in, uh, you know, and he'll be uh, he'll be giving his, and we'll kind of like uh, I don't know, we'll probably go back and forth. So uh, it should be kind of fun. So I'm excited. Once we roll this out in the next segment, I'd love to hear what you guys think. Um, so if you want to give me a follow at Jim Beaver 15 on social media, and um, you know, definitely chime in and let me know uh, you know what uh, what your thoughts are on it. So that's coming up in the next segment. Really excited about that. Um, but I do have to talk, and I know Tiffany Stone and I will we'll get into talking KOH here later on in the show as she drives back to uh, Michigan from Johnson Valley. But I snuck out there last week. Obviously, I raced a trophy truck. Um, uh, big thanks to Vision Wheel General Tire for supporting that program. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I raced a trophy truck, and then we moved on to uh, KOH. I snuck out there Monday, did a radio show. I uh, spent a little time there around Hammertown catching up with some friends and uh, – I got to tell you, I, well, I tuned in the rest of the week. I just didn't – I got, had too much going on to actually stay at Hammers for the entire week. It's actually almost like two weeks, ten days, whatever. I didn't have enough time to uh, to do it all. Um, but that being said, like insane, insane race. Dave Cole, tip of the cap. Uh, KOH never disappoints. Uh, UTV race was off the hook. I, I'm looking forward to racing it next year. I know we talked about this last week in uh, the live show. Um, Menzies, man, an amazing effort. Guthrie's, Mitch Guthrie Jr., kid is just, uh, he's a world beater. It's the easiest way to put it. Um, you know, and then you move into, uh, you know, the trophy truck race and, uh, you know, I was skeptical about it and, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping, I know Parker's making some inroads next year to try and accommodate this. I hope that KOH does the same thing. I think that there's, a, you know, th- we can have both races. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, somehow they work together to make it happen. I know, Parker, we're here. We're making some inroads. We're moving the date up a week. Um, so that gives another week for teams that want to do both. Um, you know, but I would love to see at KOH and Parker, like, a, uh, you know, a shootout. You know, like literally the best of the best. I know that was the goal at KOH. They got 22, 23 entries. They were looking to have like 30 or 40 at one point, you know, and I think it, it hurt Parker's entries as well. So I'm hoping they can work together for that. But uh, an amazing race. Do have to tip the cap. They're live streaming and stuff. Uh, amazing. 
Um, you know, I think between the Mint 400, what they're doing, and what Ultra 4 is doing, we're seeing the future of what off-road racing could be, and uh, that gets me really, really excited. So we're going to talk a whole lot of Ultra 4 today. Uh, we've got Jason Shear. He's come calling in for a couple of segments, and uh, that interview is so long, uh, we're actually going to run it in uh, Project Action as well. So we're going to take a short break. We come back. We're rolling out the power rankings here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Ask yourself... If you built a van for your business, where would you start? At the beginning, of course, with the people who invented the work van over 100 years ago, Mercedes-Benz. You'd give your new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter advanced technology and safety to keep you connected and protected. You'd make it available in diesel and gas, and there would be thousands of configurations and upfits to choose from. You'd build it right here in the USA, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves nothing less than a van that's built for you. Introducing the all-new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, the safest, most innovative Sprinter yet, starting at just 33790 Built for you, the all-new Sprinter, built in the USA. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. NSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, and actual dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Equipment described as optional. 2019 Mercedes-Benz Sprinter available soon. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. And it is time. I, I gosh, should I do my best Bruce uh, Bruce Buffer? We're gonna have to get a proper 
intro to this segment. Like, I, it needs to happen where I can push a button and have like uh, you know proper intro. And, and speaking of intros, I know you guys we're running an intro to this show that we did like three four years ago. Yes, I have a new one coming. I promise we're working on it. Um, but yeah, we're getting an intro to this one where Bruce Buffer goes, "It's time, it's time," something like that. You know, I'm not going to pay Bruce Buffer money, but we got to get something proper for these power rankings. Um, but uh, yeah, so power rankings. Uh, like I said, this is a week to week thing. Um, I look at a seven day body of work, uh, not looking at any, eh, maybe, you know what other stuff has to factor into it, but by and large, it's what's happened in the past week. That's what's, uh, that's really what's going to determine uh, your, your spot on the power rankings. Right. Um, so, you know, if you got, you know, if you won 10 races in a row and then you got 50th place, um, you're probably not going to crack, you know, this last race, you're probably not going to crack it because your last race sucked. So I'm just that just so you guys have the basis of these things, right? It's so, you know, we're airing this on a Wednesday. So this is literally a Wednesday to a Wednesday body of work. So uh, we're looking at uh, uh, Ultra 4, uh, you know, the trophy truck race out there at KOH, the actual KOH event. We're looking at Supercross last weekend, NHRA, um, NASCAR, what do they call it? The Clash. Um, that garbage fest that NASCAR had, um, yeah, garbage fest. I'm, I'm just saying it. It was bad, bad news. Uninterested, boring. Uh, anyways, uh, so that's what we're looking at this week. So, uh, top five power rankings for this week. I guess the week of February, uh, where we 13th, but uh, be like February 11th, February 10th. That week, yes, this week. This is your power rankings for this week. So I'm going to give you my top five, starting at number five, and we're going to work our way down to number one. So uh, coming, in, and you know what? Like I said, man, is that my nice way of delaying things there? Yeah. So um, I, I want you guys to chime in. I want heat over this. If you don't like what I said, hit me up on social. Let me know about it. Literally, I want to know if you disagree with me. These things. There is no right answer, and so that's why I want your opinion because maybe your opinion is going to sway me next week. So based on this last week, here are your top five. Coming in at number five, Mr. Steve Torrance. That is right, Mr. Steve-O, my good friend Steve Torrance. Uh, you know, obviously we know his efforts last year. Dominated top field, destroyed everybody in the playoffs, swept the playoffs, whatever NHRA calls them. Um, swept the playoffs and, uh, you know, and so I think the off season, everybody's wondering, man, is Steve, are they going to be that good this year? What are, are they really going to be that good? You know, because, you know, he had everybody on, on notice last year, had people literally nervous. Like, how are they this good? Those Capco boys, Capco boys, they were on point. And so, uh, you know, I think it, there was a lot of pressure on Steve to, uh, you know, here at the Winter Nationals in Pomona to produce. And uh, they showed up, and obviously weather came into play, but they ended up being able to run everything on Monday. Um, the Capco boys and Steve showed up, and uh, they made the final round. They got second place. But, you know, second place, normally it's not going to be enough to crack the power rankings. But I think with the pressure on Steve coming off what he did last year, he proved, hey, this was no fluke. We are here to play games. We are the team to beat still in top fuel. So for those reasons, Steve Torrance comes in at number five. All right, coming in at number five. Four, and a lot of you listeners to this show would probably have him ranked higher, and I will tell you why he's not ranked higher, but he is still deserving to be on the list. Coming in at number four, Mr. Luke 
McMillan. That is right. Luke McMillan coming in at four. He won the uh, the trophy truck or T1 truck invitational there at King of the Hammers. Uh, took home a $100,000 prize purse. And uh, amazing effort by him. And Luke, he's one of those guys, if you're an off-road fan, you've been knowing for years, Luke is going to crack – He's going to crack that win, that big win at some point. You know what I mean? And Dan, his brother, obviously, you know, Dan could do it too, and we're waiting on him to crack that first win. But Luke, coming in at number four, uh, taking the win there at KOH, and the reason why I don't have him, I guess, ranked higher on the list, this is an amazing accomplishment. Um, But this race, you know, they hyped it up. But it's still year one of this event. You know what I mean? Like, the mid 400 has been around for a half a century. Baja 1000 has been around for a half a century. These are marquee races. And now this event, I think, has has the potential to be a marquee event. But just because you throw $100,000 at something and live stream it doesn't make it the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? It, it takes years to build something into the Super Bowl. King of the Hammers is what it is, and it's taken a decade to build it. You can't just throw a desert race there and say, hey, we're just as big as the main event at KOH. Nope. Trophy trucks or T1 trucks, they were a sideshow. And, uh, you know, that being said, um, because of the conflicts with Parker, I know you had B.J. Baldwin, Bryce Menzies, Rob McCachron, Robbie Gordon there, but you were still missing guys like Jason Voss. You were still missing guys. Uh, Steve Strobel, obviously, I don't know what his schedule is this year. Uh, Steve Aldridge. There was a few marquee names that weren't at KOH, and not to take anything away from Luke's win because I think Luke was going, you know, he was going to break through. He was going to win anyways. But just because of the race, the newness of it, um, you know, we don't know year after year how tough and how well attended it's going to be. They say it's going to be back next year. We have no proof quite yet. So at that, for those reasons, Luke McMillan, number four on the power rankings. All right, so now we come in at number three. This is where things get interesting. My top three, I would love to have you guys debate me on these because uh, I think it could go uh, any which way. But coming in at number three on these weekly power rankings, we have Doug Kalitta. That is right, Mr. Kalitta um, taking the victory there at Pomona in top fuel. Back-to-back at Pomona. Yes, he won the Winter Nats in 2018. Now he takes the win in 2019. That's a big deal. Back-to-back wins at Pomona. But not only that, we got to go back to uh, early last fall to see anybody win in top fuel other than Steve Torrance, who was number five on our list. Like, literally, Steve Torrance, I think everybody else forgot what winning felt like. I mean, everybody else has been playing for second for almost half a year. Steve Torrance has been that good. So for Doug Kalita to come in, take back-to-back wins there at Pomona, but knock the king off his throne. And you know how Ric Flair says, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Well, Doug Kalita, last weekend, he was the man, and he knocked Steve Torrance off the throne. So uh, Doug Kalita, he is coming in at number three on the list. All right, number two and number one. These ones, some people could have it interchanged, uh, but I'll give you my reasons why they are not. Coming in at number two on the list in our power rankings, Cooper Webb. That is right. Taking the victory in Supercross there in Minnesota. Uh, 
you know, and he's coming in at number two on the list. A lot of people may have had him ranked lower. It's his third win this season, and he's a rookie, man. Cooper Webb having an amazing showing. He's right there, and we have a crazy, crazy hunt um, in Supercross for uh, for the title this year. I mean, it's just it's bananas uh, when you look at these point standings. He's currently sitting uh, second in points behind Mr. Ken Roxon, um, but it's just honestly, it's. It's crazy here. Look, you got 125 for Roxon, 124 for Cooper, 123 for Tomac and Muskin. So two points separate first through fourth. And Cooper Webb sitting in second, three wins, more wins than anybody else this season, um, you know, in 450s. Cooper Webb, he is number two on the list. And now, number one on the list. As if I even had to tell you guys who it was going to be. He's going to be one of our guests today, Mr. Jason Shearer, the king. That is right, the king of the Hammers, Jason Shearer. Um, where do we even start? Do I even really need to defend me saying Jason Shearer is number one on the list this past week? I mean, he won what is arguably, I mean, it is. It's it's one of the marquee motorsports events in this country every year. You got King of the Hammers, you got the Mint 400, and I'm not talking about North America. I'm just saying the United States. To me, you got KOH, you got Mint 400, you got Cranon, you got Indy 500, you got Long Beach Grand Prix, you got Daytona 500. I mean, you got NHRA there at Indianapolis. I mean, you've got some marquee events. You got uh, 24 hours at Daytona, um, Petit Le Mans. You know that are Sebring. I mean, you've got you know you've got all these amazing events, and and KOH honestly in a decade has put itself right there into that conversation. Jason Shear taking back to back wins at King of the Hammers, a star studded field this year, absolutely insane field, and Shear took second or took his second back to back victory, three total victories in K- at KOH now, three time King. Jason Shear, he is your King of the Hammers champ in 2019. I would love for you to debate me uh, as to why Jason Shear this week is not number one on the list. So uh, Jason Shear coming in at number one. So if you're just tuning in, our top five for this week, Steve Torrance at number five, Luke McMillan at number four, Doug Kalitta at number three, Cooper Webb at number two, and Jason Shear coming in at number one. So yes, that are my those are my power rankings for this week. I would love for you guys to debate me. I'm sure we'll throw them up on the website at some point this week. Um, but Torrance McMillan, Kalita, Cooper Webb, Jason Shear, five through one. Who did I miss? Who do you think should be ranked higher? Who should be ranked lower? Hit me up. It is at Jim Beaver fifteen on social media. We will. Um, Man, we're going to do these every single week. I'm looking forward to this. This is something uh, I'm definitely looking uh, looking forward to. Um, I think this is going to be some fun, and I think uh, we're going to get the you know the fan involvement at some point. Um, you know, and get I, I'd love to get your guys' top five. So uh, ping me on social media. But uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with this. Obviously, we'll have Chris Leone here and there bouncing in, and uh, he and I will debate these things as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm really stoked to finally have these power rankings out there. Uh, we are going to take a short break, and uh, when we come back. Man, the legend. You want to talk legends? You got to talk about Ryan Dungey. And Mr. Ryan Dungey is going to be joining me next right here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. 
I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host the Down and Dirty Radio Show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it. So when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with a down-and-dirty radio show since 2012. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, a 268-horsepower turbocharged Subaru boxer engine, rockets the WRX around corners and down straightaways. A race-ready 305-horsepower turbocharged Subaru boxer engine keeps the WRX STI a rally legend. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, it's not a sibling rivalry, it's a tag team. Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com slash rally. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru Rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. Come to the island and rip it up this summer. Wakeboard Island. It's a skate park on water at Blue Water Resort and Casino. Check out the two-tower cable system that pulls you and your board over the water. No boats to watch out for. No fumes. Wakeboard Island is open to all skill levels with an open center section for beginners and for trick riders, a double side kicker in a 60-foot flat box. Wakeboard Island. The best ride this side of the Rockies. Adjacent to the River's Edge Cantina at Blue Water Resort and Casino on the Colorado River in Parker, Arizona. You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Like to welcome, I'm trying to think back, Ryan Dungey. Um, I think it was like two days before your retirement the last time we had uh, we had you on air. So uh, welcome back to the show, buddy. Oh, it's good to be back. Thank you. Yeah, well, I guess uh, a lot has happened since then, man. But uh, I guess the, the first thing this weekend, pretty big thing, uh, Supercross happened in Minneapolis. Yep, yeah, it's uh, it's always fun to when the when the when the uh, circuit comes back to Minneapolis. Obviously, being from here, and I'm sure the Minnesota people appreciate it too. Obviously, it gets pretty pretty mellow and cold here in the winter, so gotta spice it up and get some action going. Yeah, you guys have had a bit of a brutal brutal winter in Minnesota this yeah. year too, man. <laughs> 
Yeah. We actually, last year was really, it snowed a lot. And actually this year, we just got eight to 10 inches of snow yesterday. So I was joking around with the crew. I said, you know, I heard it for the last year. I'm probably going to hear it again for the, for the next year after this with the weather and it's cold and so forth, but it's all right. I told them we've got to toughen them up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, here's a question for you too. I know we got a, uh, one of my really good friends, Levi LaValle, you and Levi are friends. You, you ever sneak up and ride some sleds with Levi? Actually, um, I have not been up to Levi's compound yet. Um, I think we have some plans at the end of um, it's during summer. Um, I want to say May or June, actually, but uh, we're going to get up, get to go up there and check the, his whole place out. Obviously, he's got the, you know, the, the dirt bikes, the uh, the snowmobiles. Obviously, it'll be too warm then, but um, the 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 wakeboarding, the boat, and everything. So we got all kinds of fun to yeah. look look forward to. Yeah, I always have a ton of fun up there between razors and the foam pit, and I mean, it's like uh, yeah, it's <laughs> dude, it's it's. I, I can't say that it's bad news, but man, you get into some stuff you never knew you were gonna get into, lake jumping on the bicycles and everything else. So it's like, yeah, it's it's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's a he's a good guy to. Um, I'm usually pretty mellow and don't get as creative as he does. So I'm kind of interested in this trip <laughs> yeah it'll be a ton of fun i'm sure but uh yeah i mean uh i guess we got to talk about wh- what has uh, happened since you've retired i know obviously uh you know th- things have treated you well i know you've jumped into some tv i know we saw you jump on a dirt bike there for straight rhythm uh here last year how was that i mean being off a bike for a while obviously i'm sure you're not completely off a bike but i was jumping back into competition after you know some time off like that it was it was a little different. I would I will have to say it wasn't as um, nerve wracking as as racing obviously around a track would be because you you know with the, with the Red Bull straight rhythm it's two guys you're in your own lane. Um, obviously the rhythm lane was was technical and tough, but we got plenty of practice. But I will say like lining up there and waiting for the gate to drop again it brought back a lot of memories and and even the nerves. I mean I can even say it's maybe not as hectic as a supercross or motocross race, but at the same time, it's like, it's a gate drop. And it's, I think in any of us that, you know, the, the competitive side, you, you know, comes into play and all of a sudden it's like, no, I want to win this thing. (laughs) So, so you're like, all right, just keep it cool. Have some fun. And, and we did, we had a good time. I got edged out at the end there by a, by a good friend, Shane, and uh, he rode really good, but ultimately we had a good time. And, and um, the goal was just to have fun really. And, and uh, if we could win, awesome. If not, we we enjoyed it. So yeah. you feel like pretty when, cool thing Red Bull puts on. Yeah, do you feel like I mean when you you know quote unquote retire? And we all know like anybody that's a you know professional you know athlete of any sort, your retirement's kind of a, a fluid concept. But do you feel like like you have to have a clean break at least for a while, like you did? You know what I mean to to really kind of set in, and then then you can go back and start having fun and doing an event here and an event there and things like that. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just allow yourself time i mean i was just talking about this the other day about with a friend and it's it's the thing you you specialize in one thing for a long time and it's not that you try to shut out everything else it's just that you really want to focus on and getting better and improving in this one in the sport right if you're for example and so um a lot of things you kind of turn away because it, it develops as a distraction or takes time away or it's not it's not um, helping you in the movement towards whether it's winning a race or a championship. So you kind of um, are very limited in your thinking, but I think when racing was done and, you know, when I truly allowed myself, you know, there's that, I think every athlete goes through that period of like, do you want to come back or do you want to do it? You know, you kind of plan the fit, you just play with the idea. Well then, and then that kind of can turn into something else. But thankfully 
I feel like once we're able to put that away and move past it and focus on, um, you know, just what lies ahead and, and, and closing that chapter and really moving forward, actually moving forward personally, it was nice that a lot of opportunities opened up and, and the education and learning about different things and other interests that you didn't know you even liked. And so I think it's just, it's, it's a tough process because you're so used to one thing for so long and doing it one way. And of course it's going to be different when, when it's over, but I think it was that different that was uncomfortable. Right. But I think that was the, that's the best thing for us at times as, as humans. So um, overall, lots of cool stuff going on, lots of good projects um, and, and working actually speaking of projects, we're actually working with St. Jude um, and, and this year for the second time, Feld is, is partnering with St. Jude and the t-shirt saves life campaign to raise money for St. Jude. So um, that's been going really well. And we put a lot of effort into that and um, all the riders and the influences influencers of our sport are getting behind it. And it, it's gained, it gained a lot of momentum last year, which was really encouraging and helping raise money for the, for the hospital. So uh, we're back at it again this year. And I would say that's probably the, one of the things after racing that I look forward to being able to put more time to is with St. Jude and the charity, but also we have a, the St. Jude ride and 5k run that we started in 2012. So we're trying to grow that. But I think one of the, the most positive things was just seeing the whole industry getting behind it all and something that, that um, was really special to me and, and to see them all get involved as well. So um, it's brought a lot of unity to our, our sport and community. And um, yeah, we're just, just trying to, so we're going to be, the campaign starts in Minneapolis this weekend and, and we'll continue that actually through the rest of the Supercross series. And um, yeah, so that's, that's probably the, one of the most things I'm most excited about. Yeah, well, and I think it was pretty cool. I don't know, you know, in the last day or so, I've logged on to Instagram, and it was just like all, all of a sudden, like everybody in Supercross, like a flood of posts. You know what I mean? With you know, with guys in the t-shirts yeah. and things like that. I think that's really rad when you can have an impact like that, where it's like everybody almost simultaneously starts posting, you know, and stuff. And that's how you really draw attention to the cause. And I know you've got, I think, the link up in your profile uh, where people can uh, support and things like that. But uh, I think that's really rad when yeah. everybody in the sport can get behind one cause. You know. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. And and it's and like you just said, it's it's the way it's kind of gone about. It's fun. You, you know, you can get the you can get the the t-shirt, take pictures with it, post it, hashtag it, and and everybody just having a really good fun time with it. But also, you know, helping support some good good causes. So, um, yeah, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Well, I got a lot of questions, but I guess before we get to kind of kind of some of the fun questions, I, we got to talk about Minneapolis this weekend. Uh, right now, man, we've I, I want your your opinion on what we got going. It's almost like a full on gridlock <laughs> in four fifties at the top of the rankings between uh, Marvin and Tomac, Roxon, Cooper Webb. I mean, it's like a gridlock. I mean, you as Ryan Dungey, you're looking in at this, going, uh, "What's going through your mind?" Yeah, I mean, what we're so this is the we're coming up on the sixth race, um, but as, as, as currently there's been five races with four different winners, if I'm not mistaken. So the points lead has changed a couple times, obviously, um, you know, and it really, it, and yeah, the other upset was Anderson, you know, his injury has yeah. kind of uh, knocked him out. So um, all, all together though, like the, the thing is, it's just the field's so stacked and there hasn't been a guy who's really separated himself from the pack or the consistency per se. But um you know, the, the the interesting thing is obviously, well, you have Eli who's, who's been pretty dominant the last few years. He's looking to win his first championship and he's obviously been pretty consistent. Uh, kind of, I think you've seen a different Eli this year. He's yeah. a little bit more calm, 
doesn't try to go for the win, but more tries to think about the overall picture. You can kind of see that, especially Ken. He's also going for his first championship, and he, he's ri- also riding smart. I think he's probably looking to win a race here soon because he hasn't yet. But regardless, he's in you know one in the second place in the points. And then you have um, Marvin. Also, he's been pretty consistent. And not to mention Cooper Webb, the new guy, kind of coming up, getting a couple race wins. So it's I think for for our sport, it's really exciting. It's the years of one or two guys winning a race only throughout the course of the season are gone. It's 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 really anybody's game. And I think that just makes it really exciting and fun. And, and for me, you know, I've kind of transitioned from that racer mentality to a more of a fan kind of mentality of, of like kind of what, kind of like the questions you're asking me, right? Yeah. Like, what do you think? What do you expect? And so I kind of allow myself to get more involved or, or interest into it. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's obviously it's only six rounds in, so we'll see how things keep playing out, but it's, it's a really uh, close uh, points battle. Yeah, well, and I know we've seen you kind of transition where you pop on TV and and things like that. You think that's kind of helped you, you know, you scratch that Supercross itch a bit too? With the commentating? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, last year was something new for me with doing a little bit of the commentating, trying to get my feet wet and learn a little bit. And I think what we kind of talked about earlier, kind of learning about, you know, things that you really don't know what you, you really don't know what you like because you haven't experienced it or tried different certain areas. So, kind of trying to pursue opportunities and, and, and um, different challenges and so forth. But that, that was one area that was pretty fun, uh, tough. It takes yeah. a lot of experience. I did feel like, you know, um, I need to definitely improve my, on my skills there, but, but it was something to um, look forward to, but uh, it, it's a tough position too, you know, cause you're, you know, you're giving your opinion and you, you know, you've got a lot of people also who are a lot of critics and so forth. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's an interesting position. Yeah. Definitely. Well, you know, talking about, you know, what's next for Ryan Dudgeon, I know we got some projects I want to ask you about, but I, I gotta, I gotta shoot this one out there because, um, I, I would be a total failure on my part if I didn't ask this question because I'm, I'm an off-road guy and I also do, you know, television and I know I've become good friends with Ricky Johnson and Jeremy McGrath and we've seen so many supercross and motocross guys make that transition to off-road trucks. I mean, has there ever been anything in your mind where you're like, man, I'd like to try that cage stuff out? Yeah, you know, I I did have some interest in it, really, especially early on when I was done racing. But um, yeah, just nothing really ever materialized. I would say I, I think uh, the the option was kind of there. It was kind of um, iffy, but um, yeah, I think if something would come up, it would be cool to try it. But as of right now, there's just not a lot lot of options there. And I think it's just again, sports are really getting to that point where they're the 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 difference between the top guy the the first guy and the last guy is really small and to yeah. be able to you know especially coming from a different sport jumping into another sport it's I mean there's a huge learning curve there so um, we'll see we'll see what opportunities presents itself and and um, but definitely it'd be fun to try for sure yeah. Well, talking about some of your projects you got going, I know you just, uh, you know, you've been, uh, you know, big time cycler. Uh, you just got in, involved with Intense. I mean, tell us a little bit about that because I know this has got to be some, something you're really excited about being an investor and, in, you know, bicycle company. Yeah, I, I will say that's kind of one of the newer things I've been really excited about lately. I got the call in uh, July last year asking if I wanted to come on board Intense as an investor. And I, you know, I thought about it for a while. I kind of just put it on the fence, just played with the idea. And as time kind of un- unfolded, it, it started to make more and more sense, especially with a company that suits my lifestyle. And, and yeah. I love cycling and enjoy mountain biking and so forth. So um, then obviously moving forward with Intense. And just for me, 
I think the biggest thing is not necessarily, um, you know, obviously investing, it's important for things to go well, but also for me, there's a lot of business experience I'm really interested in and want to keep developing and learning about. So this offers the chance to do that. And then being able to have some great mentors involved with the program that I can kind of, um, that'll take me under their wing and kind of help, help me understand. And so I think the, the learning opportunity was good, but also to be able to represent a company that, that fits my lifestyle and also learning about the brand and the history and how um, uh, professional uh, Intense really is and, and, um, and, and just coming, coming up with new creative ideas, obviously Jeff and Jen Sieber and, and the whole crew. So really fortunate to be a part of the whole thing and, and um, yeah, just, just learn, just keep developing. Um, so I guess before we let you go, man, what's, uh, what's next for Ryan Dungey? Obviously we got, uh, you know, Supercross in Minneapolis, but uh, you know, pass out what's uh, you know, I know you got a lot of projects uh, in the fire. I know uh, I, I was reading something. I think you and Levi got something where people, uh, you know, with, uh, with boats come in the summer, but uh, you know, what's, uh, what's next yeah. for Ryan in uh, 2019? Yeah, honestly, I, I would just have to say having, having a little, one we got a, a little girl on the way so i think that's probably the thing i'm most excited about it's the biggest project yeah. <laughs> so well, I, I gotta, yeah. that's yep yeah i was gonna say it's one with uh with a daughter at home i gotta tell you it definitely changes you but uh it's it's a ton of fun man it's uh i don't know i guess the next chapter is always fun when it's when it's that you know and bringing a especially a daughter in and being a guy there's just that that different connection with the father and the daughter you know yeah i mean i i mean i think so i can only take people's word for it right now and how life-changing it is but at the same time i i, I will say when i after racing was done that was the very next you know um thing i was looking forward to with Lindsay, and so being able to experience that and just kind of going through, you know, we still got time, but at the same time, it's been really fun to um, just experience the joy and um, everything that comes with it. So, I mean, we'll try to be as ready as we can be, but at the same time, we'll, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're really thrilled. And we'll be back after this on the Down or Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. 
Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. All right. Welcome back here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Just got done with uh, Mr. Ryan Dungey. Man, he's one of those guys where I love interviewing Ryan Dungey. I think I've uh, been fortunate enough to do it like three or four times now. Um, Supercross and Red Bull have always been, uh, always had my back and, you know, getting me guys like him and Ken Roxon. And, man, talk about... uh, just uh, a, a rad guy. Like I still, it's funny. Like I go, man, I'm interviewing Ryan Ryan Dungey, like one of the greatest Supercross riders of all time. You look on the short list, and I've always said it. You got Ricky Johnson, uh, Ryan Dungey, Villapoto, James Stewart, Ricky Carmichael. Um, I don't know. Tell me who else goes in there. I mean, I'm sure there's some some guys, some OGs and stuff like that. But um, you know, I think with Ricky Johnson, we kind of got that covered. But man, it's like he's on the short list of the greatest of all time, like the goat list for Supercross. Like, um, kind of crazy that I've had him on the show. Like, still humbles me. Same thing with Ricky Johnson, McGrath. Any of those guys have interviewed. I'm like, wow, are we really actually doing this interview? Like, I, I looked up to this guy. I, I had his poster. Uh, on my wall as a kid, and now he's he's yeah he's on air with me. So uh, yeah, kind of humbling, but uh, yeah, thanks to uh, Ryan for calling in. Uh, thank you guys for the support. Make sure and check out uh, iTunes, subscribe to the show, um, and uh, leave a rating or review. Definitely uh, much appreciate those that you that have. Uh, we are going to take a short break, and uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to kick off hour number two here with some Supercross. Jason Shear and Tiffany Stone on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by. Polaris Razor. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. All right. Welcome back here to the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, yeah, man, hour number one, lots of fun. Hour number two, we're just getting started. Jason Shear going to be coming up here in uh, well, we're about five minutes, uh, five, six minutes out from Jason Shear on the show. Um, and that's going to be a two-part interview. Um, you know, well, 
We're going to air most of it uh, today. I, I'd say 90% of it. But if you want this thing uncut, you're going to have to tune in uh, on Project Action and get the full thing uh, dropping this Thursday. They're on Podcast One, my other show. And I know we're only a week or two out from my, my launch of my third show, um, the Down and Dirty Radio Show uh, Off-Road Edition. That'll be dropping uh, generally on Wednesday. So another show uh, coming uh, to you guys uh, this year as well. So lots of uh, fun stuff. I did want to uh, mention Supercross real quick. We've talked about KOH. talked about that with Jason Shear. Obviously, we know Jason took the victory, the big W there. Uh, we know Mitch Guthrie, Luke McMillan also taking KOH victories as well. But Supercross this weekend, um, not going to really have a chance to get into too much of that. But uh, uh, looking at 450s, man, there in Minnesota, um, Cooper Webb, Ken Roxon, and Marvin Muskeen taking uh, top three spots. Looking at 250s, it was Forkner, Smith, and Cooper. Remember, we're rebooting things on the 250. This is the East Coast, not the West. So going to be some different names up there on top of the box. So it is Forkner, uh, Smith, and Cooper uh, leading the way because we rebooted. Um, next round there for those guys is in Arlington. Um and then uh, looking at the point standings, like we said earlier in the show, man, Rox and Cooper Webb, Tomac, Marvin. Uh, then you got Dean Wilson, Barsha, Baggett, Reed, Plessinger, and Seeley, your top 10. So, uh, uh, man, I just, it's so crazy that things are so tight up at the top of the standings in, uh, in the 450s, man. We haven't seen racing this tight in years. And I think, uh, as us being fans of, uh, fans of the sport man that is what you ask for you know uh we had years there where dungy ran away with it where villapoto ran away with it um you know and you know looking back where it was just carmichael the carmichael show or the bubba stewart show but man we're in an era, a new era of supercross right now where every single weekend there's a handful of guys that can take the victory and even if you're not one of those top five guys even anybody there's 10 guys that can take a victory and I think that's what's really, really special about this Supercross season, man. And it's it's must-see TV every single Saturday night. And uh, I am really, really enjoying things. So um, we are going to take a short break. We come back. It is going to be Jason Shear, your 2019 King of the Hammers champion. He is going to be right here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Trust me, you don't want to miss this interview. I'm Polaris rider Jim Beaver. I race trophy trucks professionally, host a down and dirty radio show, and also travel the country announcing motorsports events. I've seen it all, and trust me, I've done most of it. So when it comes time to relax on the weekend, nothing is better than taking time with my family in our Razor vehicles. They've got the reliability I need to just pick up and go explore the desert dunes or trail and have the capability to attack even the harshest terrain. If you're looking for some of the most reliable and safest and hands-down most capable off-road machines in the world, look no further than Polaris and their award-winning lineup of Razor vehicles. Whether you want your daughter to experience off-road driving for the first time in a Razor 170 like me, take the entire family out in a Razor XP4 1000 on the weekend, or shred the desert and dunes in the all-new Razor XP 1000 Fox Edition, Polaris has you handled. Take my advice and join me and some of the best drivers in the world by driving a Polaris Razor. Check out the full Polaris Razor lineup at Polaris.com or follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Polaris Razor. Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high-performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the all-new G-Max RS to the Grabber ATX, no matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with the down-and-dirty radio show since 2012. 
the Subaru WRX and WRX STI. The 268-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine rockets the WRX around corners and down straightaways. A race-ready 305-horsepower turbocharged Subaru Boxer engine keeps the WRX STI a rally legend. The Subaru WRX and WRX STI, it's not a sibling rivalry. It's a tag team. Get the latest from Subaru Rally Team USA at Subaru.com rally. Looking to have some fun on four wheels? Dirtfish Rally School has you covered. Packing as much adrenaline and adventure as you can handle into high-performance all-wheel drive and rear-wheel drive Subaru Rally cars is where the fun begins at Dirtfish. Just 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Snoqualmie, you'll get a chance to train up to three full days with some of the country's best instructors and be put through the high-octane rush of rally on mud, dirt, and tarmac. Get started today and call 425-888-7715 or visit us online at dirtfish.com and use code 911 for a 15% discount. Come to the island and rip it up this summer. Wakeboard Island. It's a skate park on water at Blue Water Resort and Casino. Check out the two-tower cable system that pulls you and your board over the water. No boats to watch out for. No fumes. Wakeboard Island is open to all skill levels with an open center section for beginners and for trick riders, a double side kicker in a 60-foot flat box. Wakeboard Island. The best ride this side of the Rockies. Adjacent to the River's Edge Cantina at Blue Water Resort and Casino on the Colorado River in Parker, Arizona. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome, uh, I guess, the king to the show, Mr. Jason Shear. Uh, how's everything going, my friend? Everything's good. Thanks for having me on, man. I still uh, the dust is still settling over here as we're unloading everything, but uh, man, I couldn't be more happy to. Uh, be you know able to repeat this thing and and be the first person to ever win back-to-back king of the hammers yeah you know and that that's i mean to me that's just it's crazy three of them and uh you know for anybody that hadn't been out there man it's just it's such a brutal race and i know we we're we've been talking about it on the show the past week or two and you know the thing about king of the hammers is obviously you've got to have your prep you got to do your homework and things like that but there's so much luck that gets involved i mean you can get to uh you know get to a section and there can be a bottleneck there or you know there's so many things that are out of your control and no matter how much you pre-run like you know the, the course changes even over the course of the race you know and rocks get moved and like, you know, to win three of them, I don't think people understand, especially back-to-back, how hard it is because of the luck factor that's involved. Well, you know what? You said it totally right, Jim, because we actually in the car always say that you, you know, have some things that you can control in the race, right? You can control your strategy, your pace, how you take care of the car. There's things that are within your control, but then there's also things that we just know. You have nothing that you can do about it, and lap traffic is one of those things. Um, it doesn't matter where you qualify. You're going to end up encountering people on the trail and you know for the most part the people who are going to be in front of you as lappers they're going to take the good line so that means you're going to be relegated to the tougher line um and that happened to us we actually were following a guy he took the good line and he took it a little too high and he rolled over right in front of us and i think those are those moments that sort of define the race because you know how we handled that under pressure um was you know kind of kind of dictated how we were going to be if anything else popped up, right? If we had gotten really flustered and been like, oh, my God, this just happened right in front of us. What, what are we going to do? It could really change the way your demeanor is for the rest of the race. Instead, we said, hey, 
you know what? I think we can take this line over here on the right. You want to hop out and winch it? And my co-driver, Jason Berger's like, great idea. Let's do it. And, uh, you know, on you go, you know, is it three minutes is all we lost right there. And then we said, Hey, you know what? Let's uh, continue to stay on our pace. We'll see how we, that we work out on, on this. And, you know, you just keep, keep charging along instead of trying to make it up. Cause if you've ever raced in a race like that, you know, that all your mistakes come when you try to make up time, right? You can yeah. only drive as fast as you can drive. You start trying to make up time and doing stuff that's kind of above, you know, the hundred percent mark where you can drive. And that's when you get the flats and the, you know, rip, ripping through bushes and hitting stuff that you don't see. And, and it can kind of go, go away quickly. But if you can, you know, keep your calm, I think that you've got a chance at it. And that's been a good way for us to at least to, to get these wins. Well, you know, I'm talking about that, like you're talking about the lappers in front of you taking the good lines. And I know like from my experience in Baja, like, you know, you want to find all the good lines when you're pre-running, right? But there's spots where you know that are known going to be problems. You know, there's silt beds that you know are going to get gnarly. So you actually go and scout the bad lines or you go and scout, you know, the places where you can get out and get around people when you know there's going to be a problem. I mean, obviously you want to pre-run and find out where the good lines are. But, uh, you know, when you guys are there, I mean, are you scouting those those secondary lines? I mean, are you guys practicing on some of the bad lines just so you know how to take those when it comes to race day? Yeah, it's funny, you know. I think I think there's like a misnomer that pre-running is a lot of fun. You know, I think people like think, <laughs> oh, pre-running, it sounds so great. You know, I want to I want to go down and pre-run with you guys. And you're like, nobody would really want to do it after they hung out with us for a couple of days. Because here's the race course. It's only a 90-mile desert loop. And then it's about, I don't know, 60 miles of rock trails or something on that whole loop, right? Why does it take us two and a half days to pre-run that when we can race the whole thing three times, three laps of it? in six and a half hours, right? It doesn't really add up. But what we're doing is we're going out there and we're running all the alternate lines and we're marking them in the GPS or remembering different things. And you're saying, you know, this is the good line. This is the bad line, but this would be a passing line if it was a option where you needed to make the pass. And, you know, that's a lot of homework um, that goes into, you know, how it all goes down on race day, it, but it plays out, right? The, the homework pays results when the situations arise. And, I mean, we've had lines we've never used that we said, we'll go over here if the situation ever arises. And it's like six years later, you use that line because the situation happened, right? That you, you were saying, if something ever happened right here, you know, we know how, we know how to go around it right here. And, uh, you know, there's, there's stuff that you will laugh about that's happened over the years. I mean, uh, in 2009, for our first win, we started going down resolution. We were the first person in the physical lead. And there is a car stuck in the middle of the trail. And I'm like, how did this guy get here? Well, he had gone the wrong way at like race mile 30. <laughs> we had finished the whole race course. And this guy went down resolution and broke and was stuck in the middle of the trail. And I you know, was like, man, I think I can drive over his left tire and then drive up on his hood and drive over his car. And, you know, I always remember my co-driver, same co-driver, Jason Berger. He's like, I hope he's not a big dude. (laughs) (laughs) You drive over his head, he's going to be finding you at the finish line, you know. Uh, Luckily, he was cool about it because he knew he had kind of gone off course and it was affecting the race and was like, nah, man, you know, go play through. Um, But we got that one, you know, and, and this year the same thing happened. Believe it or not, right, you only run outer limits and spooners, which is about the last two trails at the very end of the third lap race. Well, here we have the physical lead and we pull in there and there's a dude broken with his winch cable going across the trail. And it's like one of the rules. You're not supposed to drive over someone's winch cable. And if they're broken, you're not supposed to really screw them up. Right. And here's a guy that got going the wrong way and ended up on a trail. He wasn't supposed to be in the middle of the race. And 
I'm like, okay, we found a high line around them and stuff. And, but you know, some of it's, you never expect it. Some, and, and, and that's when you got to like not throw it away by trying to do something that doesn't make sense. And, yeah. and the rest of the time it's, you know, if you've done your homework and you're prepared for it, I think that it puts you in a mental position to where when the situation arises, it doesn't fluster you. It doesn't get you out of sorts and you can keep, you know, making those, uh, you know, just executing on the plan. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Well, and, you know, talking about this race and I mean, obviously you've won three of them now. And I mean, you know, you look and, you know, from 09 to, to 2018, I mean, it was almost a decade in between wins. I mean, how much, how much harder is it now to get a KOH win than it was in the start? I mean, not to say it was easy in the start, but man, the fields are stacked. The competition is absolutely crazy out there. I mean, you know, I mean, how, how difficult is it? Because everybody's bringing their A game. Everybody's doing their homework. You know what I mean? Everybody's been on those trails. They're open year round. You know, guys go out there and spend weekends in their vacation time just screwing around in Johnson Valley. I mean, uh, you know, how much harder is it now to get one of these victories? Well, I mean, isn't that the truth, right? It's uh it's one of those things where in 2009, I mean, we almost lucked our way into the win. We were fast, but, you know, we didn't really know what we had done. I mean, and that's sort of the thing, right? You, you, it, it's a time you never had any idea how hard it was going to be. Yeah. And I think that's what made the 2018 win so sweet, right? You, you literally had almost a decade between the two of them and you proved that you still had it. Like if it was a fluke the first time, you know, the, the second one was redemption. And the third one was really like proof, like, Hey, you know, we've got, we're, we're good at this, but we had a series of, of parts failures. You know, we, we couldn't keep the car together. And I think that, you know, I attribute our success recently to having the lucky chance of getting a crew chief with Adam McGow that just knows what he needs to do to keep a car together. And we just didn't, you know, we were, we were exactly what we were the epitome of these KOH racers, the rock donkeys, as you all call them, right? Like we, we just didn't know. And, and you look at the, the level that the trophy trucks are at and we didn't even see the little tricks. We didn't see all the stuff they were doing because it was just, it was too far out there from, from my standpoint. Now I see it and I see the quality of the prep and the thoughtfulness in it and, and I'm getting it right. And it's like, okay. And, and a lot of people are like, it's crazy. You won back to back. KOHs. I actually think that the fact that we have four podiums in a row at KOH to me is more meaningful in a lot of ways because you know, maybe we wouldn't have a perfect, perfect race and we didn't get everything that we should have gotten out of a couple of those, but we had the car that could finish the race without any major mechanicals and with all that stuff. And that's prep, right? That's, yeah. that's car prep. And I, I, I got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of personal satisfaction from hearing, you know, Justin Lofton and his crew chief come over to our car when they were down there for the the T1 race, whatever they call it. They were down there and they were in our pit. They shared the pit. It was the Fox car on BFGs yeah. and methods. Right? It was, they, we shared the pit together for his race. And he looked at our car and he's like, dude, I don't know what I was always in, under the impression of, but your car is a real race car. And I'm like, thanks. I guess, you know, <laughs> I don't know, but it's true. Right. We were, we were kind of backyard mechanic guys until we, until we got the right program. And, and, you know, since we built this car, it's been a, a been, you know, it's, the same motorsport quality parts that everybody else is running in all the other forms of top motorsport. And I think that just, you know, goes along with it, but we, we had a struggle for years on attrition and success from, from parts failures and, you know, and, and maybe some driving mistakes, maybe driving the cars too hard for the parts that were there, which I attribute to lack of testing, right? If you can't test it because you don't have the time, you don't know what the lifespan of the part is. And, and like you said, guys are going out there on their weekends. I mean, we're one of those guys that we were down there, 
you know, battling cold weather and you name it, trying to get out and, and do durability testing for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles, if not thousands, to try to go out there and say, okay, what's the next part that's going to fail? What do I need to do to pick up the pace? And then I think when you come down to race week and you know what you've got to, you know, what the car is capable of, uh, it's a matter of sticking to that game plan, not abusing it, but continuing to run it at that pace. And you're comfortable because you've got all those miles under your belt. You know, you're not learning the thing for the first time. And we'll be back with more with Jason Shear when we return to the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Ask yourself, if you built a van for your business, where would you start? At the beginning, of course, with the people who invented the work van over 100 years ago, Mercedes-Benz. You'd give your new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter advanced technology and safety to keep you connected and protected. You'd make it available in diesel and gas, and there would be thousands of configurations and upfits to choose from. You'd build it right here in the USA, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves nothing less than a van that's built for you. Introducing the all-new Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. The safest, most innovative sprinter yet, starting at just 33790 Built for you, the all-new Sprinter, built in the USA. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. NSFP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, model availability, and actual dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Equipment described as optional. 2019 Mercedes-Benz Sprinter available soon. Tired of paying outrageous prices for prescription drugs? Well, we have great news. Now you can finally get prescription drugs at huge discounts from Canada Drug Center. That's right, the most popular drugs for cholesterol, high blood pressure, depression, diabetes, arthritis, and many more are now up to 75% off. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices when you can get brand-name drugs at the lowest price? Call today and get up to 75% off all the popular brand-name prescription drugs. Never pay high prices again. Get the most popular drugs at huge savings from our Canadian and international pharmacies and fulfillment centers. No insurance? No problem. Prices are so low you do not need benefits or insurance to get all your prescriptions fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting to take your call now. Order today and get free shipping. Just call 800-950-1180. Up to 75% off all the popular brand name prescription drugs and free shipping. Call 800-950-1180. That's 800-950-1180. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Like what you hear? Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast. And be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Catching up here with 2019 back-to-back KOH champion Jason Shear. 
Well, Jason, let's talk a little bit about Ultra 4 cars. First time I actually saw one um, actually saw one on track. Somebody showed up at Lake Elsinore to Lucas Regional, like we're talking eight, nine years ago. And uh, I was like, why are they bringing this rock crawler? And this is me like being just a dumb off-road guy, you know, desert guy. And I'm like, why are they bringing a rock crawler here to, you know, to, to Lake Elsinore? That's so stupid. And then I watch this thing run and I'm like, this thing's like a pro four going around here. And uh, you I think know, it, it was Tom Ways, right? Yeah, it, it just blew I'm my mind. Sure it was Tom Ways, yeah. Yeah, it blew my yeah. mind at the time. And I'm like, man, these things are real race cars. And then, you know, I, I've got to know Shannon over the years, and he's become a good friend. And I've seen him take his Ultra Four car to desert races. And I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the Triple Crown last year because these Ultra Four cars, I. It's ridiculous how fast they are in so many varying types of terrain. I know last year, I mean, you know, one of the things that I think was amazing that you were able to accomplish, obviously you won KOH, uh, you went to the Mint, I think you took fourth at the Mint, and then you went to Crandon, yep. and I think a lot of people back there in the Midwest weren't real familiar with the Ultra 4 cars, and I think you guys ran there, and people's minds were blown how fast you were around Crandon. You went and won Crandon. I mean, to me, that triple crown you won last year was like, I don't know if a lot of people talked about it, but to me, that's something special because it shows just the diversity and how well your car and you as a driver doing so many different things. Well, and I mean, I really appreciate you saying that because to me, that was like maybe the most, I don't know. It's really hard to put in words, but car setup is like something that I take pride in. Like it, it's such a varied thing, right? The difference between a car that races King of the Hammers and a car that races Crandon um, they're, they're the different spectrums of the world. Right. Yeah. And, and you, I think we've all seen it. We've been along around long enough to, we watched when they put on a, a show, I, I think it was maybe like 10 years ago in Vegas, they took all the trophy trucks and tried to run them in short course. Yeah. And I mean, with all due respect, it was almost embarrassing, right? Oh, like it they, is the body roll and the <laughs> yeah. lean. And, you know, they was like, yeah, this is, <laughs> there's a reason that they don't run short course in a, in a trophy truck, you know? And, um, we would have looked fairly similar, uh, had we not put a lot of effort into the setup. And, and I, I think I liked that the most. Now, the mint we wanted to do a little better at, but we just missed. And that was really because of that short time frame between yeah. KOH and, and the mint. I just, I missed on the setup. And I, I mean, that's just flat out. We, we went there and tried to survive after we ran the first lap and said, well, this just isn't going to be good, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so we got that fourth, which gave us a chance at least to go out and, uh, and compete at Crandon to win the triple crown. And so we knew we had a lot of time for Crandon to get ready. And we were out practicing at Prairie city up in Sacramento at the Hangtown track, trying to, trying to really nail it. And, you know, it's, it's a car that was built for rock crawling and to go out there and just be a couple of seconds off the pro four times. You're like, well, that's pretty impressive. You know what I mean? Now, granted, there's no motor rules. There's no, you know, we weren't limited to cubic inches per pound and all that. So we had some, you know, probably a little bit more cubes than some of those guys. And so, you know, it's not telling the whole story, but they're still driven with automatics and not, you know, extracts, you know, yeah. stuff. And, and, and so you, you, you break it down. You're like, well, it's not bad considering it's, you know, the rear ends running on the coast side for high clearance on the drive lines for, you know, to get through the rocks and all the stuff that are, you know, contributing factors into being a less efficient drivetrain and huge 30 series CVs from RCV and everything, you know, all this stuff takes a lot of energy to turn. And so they're never going to perform like, like if you had built it for a purpose, but to get the shock package and the sway bars and the ride height and the, you know, weight distribution, I mean, trying to lower everything down as low as we could in the cars to get them to not have that high roll center and stuff that they're kind of, you know, the rock crawler stuff kind of 
has is its way of driving. You know, it was really fun. And then we were limited to a 37 inch tire. They wouldn't let us go smaller so that we didn't turn into like wannabe pro fours yeah. and so that we stayed differentiated from them. And, you know, I would have loved to have seen what, what one of those, you know, cause the, if, if you watch those BFGs work out there on those, you know, 35 inch tires that they cut, you know, yeah. on the track for the right conditions, you're like, yeah, there's a lot of traction in those tires. So it would have been fun to at least run a couple of laps just to see what we had. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I loved going there to Crandon. I love the format of running all three races. I love the mint too. Um, I wish I had been a little bit more prepared for it and maybe brought a rain jacket. But other than those <laughs> two things, it was, uh, it was really a fun year last year with that. And, uh, you know, it was, it was one of those things. I'm so bummed they're not doing it this year, but I'm so glad that, you know, we, we were able to, to win it because to me, that's probably like something I'll never forget is the ability to go out there and compete for that thing and, and, and be able to capture it. Cause I love that car setup stuff and to be able to put it all, all together. I think that was like probably my favorite, you know, thing, maybe even more than winning the second or I guess it's the third, but winning this back to back thing, I think that actually might, might've meant more to me, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, and talking about cars and setup, I mean, so far we've seen just a crazy evolution in what are ultra four cars, but you know, looking at where we're at now and then moving forward, I know for the longest time it was IFS versus, you know, you know, independent front suspension. Everybody thought was, you know, the future and, you know, there's guys that go back and forth one way or another, but I mean, we, where we're at now, I mean, w looking forward, I mean, what's the evolution of an ultra four car? What are we looking at like five years from now, Jason? I mean, what, what's next for these things? Um, that's a really good question. So, you know, I, I don't know if you follow the Mason trucks that have come out with like the portal front end set up yeah. I and mean, I'm not exactly sure what Bryce's truck has in the front of it, but there's a couple of people, you know, uh, Cody Wagner that owns laser nut, Jordan Pellegrino just built a new car. These portals give you the ground clearance you want, but it also allows you to move that a arm up. So it's not dragging in the dirt. Yeah. And you know, from the clearance standpoint, I can see that huge advantage. Um, it's tough. I think all those guys, I think, I think Cody Wagner, you know, he put the money down, he put the effort into it. He's been out there testing. I know his car works really, really well. It's hard when you're on the bleeding edge because you're, you're making all those parts one off first time, you know, he's got Wiseman building parts. He's got extract building parts. He's got all these people building parts one off to try to make all this stuff live 74 weld Quinn. He's got parts on them. I mean, all this stuff is just, you know, really tough to develop because those conditions are so brutal and it's so hard to test it in a real life simulation before the race. And, you know, all those things adding up, it makes it really hard to say this is the direction, but I'm pretty sure like with a high degree of confidence that you're going to see that portal set up, give us the ground clearance in the front, at least to travel with a little bit more speed through the rocks and not lose the center of gravity in the car. If you look at our cars right now, the chassis aren't built with a level base to the front end. There's actually like a, a four to six inch drop, depending on who the chassis builder is, to get down to the front bulkhead. With the portals, you can, you can basically use that distance and make the chassis pretty much flat. So you actually, you don't really lose your center of gravity, but you gain ground clearance. And so I can see that being an advantage um, in, if they can get the parts durability to live up to it all. And you know the the materials now, they're able to build this stuff. It didn't add so much unsprung weight that the car works terribly, right? And uh, it's it's all relevant, right? I mean, there's guys running solid front axles. They're a lot heavier um, than, you know, the axle itself is a lot heavier than the, than the IFS cars yeah. where they've got 
just the, the chicken wings hanging out there and that's all they've got to hold up. But we'll see. I think the time will tell on that stuff, but I do think that's the direction it's going. Um, you know, I'm still not sold that it's a, the KOH is a big, huge high horsepower race. Um, you know, I think that the horsepower is really good for qualifying and that first lap. Um, but, you know, I think that a smooth running package is almost outweighing these guys with really, you know, stump pulling motors and everything. I don't know that that's where it's going to head because I don't think that you need, you're not going to see somebody win because they had a thousand horsepower. Um, I think, you know, you're still going to see a guy win because his car is working better in the rocks and in the desert than the other guys, um, which is kind of cool because that keeps the budget a little bit reasonable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's not throwing money at motors all day. <laughs> uh, that's probably not true of, of the rest of the series. You know, you go out to Stampede or Reno or whatever, and it's like, yeah, the motor makes, you know, make, gets you to the finish line. So, <clears throat> you know, it's not the whole series isn't that way, but at least for KOH, I think it's neat to see that it comes down to still some innovation. Um, and, and I think that there is some coming, you know, I think that's, that's really cool. And then, you know, secondarily Fox has got some ride control control stuff going. And while I see it paying huge dividends in the desert for guys, right. Where you're able to adjust the ride, you get into San Felipe, you can, you know, make that thing float. You want to get into the Alba dry lake bed, you tighten up the rebound, suck the car down to the ground. Like that stuff's cool. I don't think it's going to be cooler anywhere than at the hammers. <laughs> you're going across the desert. You got your desert set up and you get in the rocks. You open that stuff up and let it absorb everything that you're going down the trail and hitting rock wise. And, you know, <laughs> it's a totally different world in that car right now. You know, we've got such high spring rates and everything to keep the cars from hitting all the G outs <clears throat> still allowing some, you know, some travel in the rocks. And uh, if they can, if they can tune the shocks inside the car to really open them up in the rocks, man, we're going to be, we're going to be hitting those rocks so fast. It's going to start getting scary, you know? Well, you guys are, I got to tell you, I, I, you know, anybody that's been to hammers and, you know, walked around and, you know, you watch on TV or watch on, uh, on the internet and you don't really get a, a feel for how big the the stuff that you guys are going over. And so especially something like backdoor, you know, you walk up to it and you're like, oh, wow, this is why they call it backdoor, you know? And it's like, I, I think, you know, the speed you guys are hitting it at is for, you know, as a guy who spent a lot of time in a trophy truck, like I can't even comprehend like how fast you're hitting things. And what, you know, I walk up and I look and I'm like, wow. Wow, they're actually hitting this at that speed. That's nuts. And if you want the rest of this interview with Jason Cheer, you're going to have to check us out on Project Action on Podcast One, dropping this Thursday. I'm Nick Ebram. I like to have a nice, smooth shave. I do have a goatee. I like to make sure the skin around it is nice and smooth. And, you know, when you're using one of those disposable razors, you never know what you're going to get. You don't get a great shave. But I tell you, I have found the solution to my shaving issues with Harry's razors non-slip comfortable handle i think these are absolutely the best right now you could get a 13 dollars value trial set comes with everything you need for a close comfortable shave weighted ergonomic handle a five blade razor with a lubricating strip a rich lathering shave gel a travel blade cover you can get a 13 dollars value trial set right now go to harrys.com forward slash world soccer go right now harrys.com forward slash world soccer redeem your offer right now and let them know that i nick gibber sent you to go get your harry's razors hey it's mom somebody forgot to thaw the chicken so meet us at chili's for three for ten. Oh, and congratulate your sister on her report card it's not great but this time she didn't try to hide it from us oh and remember tonight's your dad's goatee intervention love you see you at chili's
Come in now for Chili's 3 for 10. Starter, entree, and drink for just $10. With entrees like hand-battered chicken crispers. And for a limited time, our mouth-watering sirloin steak topped with garlic butter. Together, we Chili's. Available at participating locations only. You're the family chef, but with homework, practices, email, getting a good meal on the table is tough. Sometimes the best choice is the easy choice. Delicious Bob Evans mashed potatoes and mac and cheese made with ingredients like real milk, butter, potatoes, and cheese. Bob Evans sides are ready in the microwave in six minutes, and they're the perfect complement to any meal. Once your family tries them, it'll be love at first bite. Get Bob Evans sides today in the refrigerated section at your favorite grocery store. Bob Evans down on the farm. Hey guys, your prostate should be the last thing on your mind, but the fact is, the older you get, the more likely you'll have prostate problems, which can affect your everyday life. That's where Prostate Complete by Real Health comes in. Prostate Complete is the result of 20 years of experience as a leader in men's health. The powerful formula in Prostate Complete supports natural prostate function and reduced urinary urges for a better quality of life. Available at Walmart, visit ProstateOnePerDay.com for special offers. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, not to brag, but Buffalo Wild Wings is the official chicken wing of the NCAA. Yep, soak it in. You know who isn't the official chicken wing of the NCAA? Your couch. Because your couch doesn't have a partnership deal with the NCAA. So do you want to be home on your couch, the official nothing of the NCAA? Or do you want to be at Buffalo Wild Wings? The official place that has lots of TVs and beers and screaming fans, and it's officially better than your couch for college basketball. Buffalo Wild Wings. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor, Jim Beaver, along with Tiffany Stone, who is uh, in transit on her way back from King of the Hammers here. Uh, I don't know, where the hell are you at right now, T-Stone? I am in Santa Rosa, New Mexico. Santa Rosa. Yeah, uh, part of me probably, you're probably wondering, why the hell am I going back to uh, Detroit with all that weather when I could be in? Well, I guess it wasn't exactly warm at Hammers, though, right? No, I was driving home from the, you know, I went into town to grab some fuel and grab some pizza at that $5 pizza pizza spot. And as I'm driving back in the main road before you turn right into Hammers, it was snowing. It was 30 degrees and it was snowing. And anybody who had been following my Instagram stories that week, I was like, what the F is going on? I literally thought that I had just left, you know, where I was at. Well, I know like NHRA, they got delayed. Like they had uh, this past weekend. I mean, it was raining there in Pomona. And then the next day they delay it. And then it's like iced over. And I don't know what the hell's happening in the Southwest right now. It's like crazy crazy weather but the one good thing that came out of this is you and i did a show last week out at hammers and i have had more people send me messages on instagram saying that was the best show that we've ever done they thought it was absolutely hilarious and i'm like well which part with the part where hubert was talking about being the only redneck who couldn't swim and he almost drowned in the river or king of the hammered or you and i telling <laughs> stories with guthrie jr like i don't know we were all over the grid t-stone no, that, I totally forgot the king of the hammers. I completely <laughs> forgot. No wonder that, I mean, that that right there is pretty funny to me. King of the hammered. I'm wondering how many people, you know, around the Tribe 16 fire next year will probably bring that out and dub somebody king of the hammered every single night. 
Yeah. Well, I'm. I got to tell you, like, I am on the hunt. We got to find a plastic crown of some sort, and we got to anoint uh, you, me, and uh, Mitchie. We got to anoint like Evan at the mint. You know what I mean with this crown of some sort. Like, hey, we got to make it like cool. Like, get those little cheap. Uh, like the $1 crappy uh, liquor bottles you can get at the convenience store, you know what I mean? Like somehow like glue them on or something like that, like to the points of the crown. Like we got to get it. We got to get this thing like on point. Oh yeah. I think it's actually going to work really well. I'll figure it out. I get crafty sometimes. So oh. maybe I'll do that or Pinterest. I'm assuming that they'll all be at mint. So maybe I'll just bring it and dub them King of the Hammered at mint. Yeah. And then we'll have to, and then they have to wear that crown at every single event or race till next King of the Hammers. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, you're gonna get all Pinterest on this thing, and like, uh, I don't know, what would you even Pinterest search? Like, drunk people's crowns, or like, I, I don't know. I this is this has got me interesting to see what the hell is gonna pull up when we start doing some research on this project of ours. All I know is at the end it will be hashtag Keystone approved, and that's all that matters. <laughs> It will be a it will be an approved crown by me, and I will make sure to get that. And then you never know; maybe they might start just selling those. You know, not King of the Hammered, but my crown later on, so people can be able to do it. Maybe, maybe you never know; they might be some jousting later on in life too. Uh, something, man. Uh, so talking about King of the Hammers, uh, make sure we got the S on their hammers. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I get carried away. It's like at SEMA, things start coming out of my mouth and you didn't never know. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So anyways, King of the Hammers, I mean, we, obviously we talked with Mitch Guthrie, uh, last week, you know what I mean? And then after that, that was when things got rowdy. We had, uh, I, I want to call it the trophy truck race. It's called the T1 race. Luke McMillan won that. I wasn't out there for that or uh, Jason Shearer uh, taking home the uh, uh, KOH title. So we got to talk about that. But I also got to talk about you and Shannon Campbell and superheroes. Like, wow, oh what an interview. <laughs> uh, yeah, so everybody, uh, I started something new out there. We did this thing each night called Amsoil After Dark. So obviously it was after the races and – it was after people were done pre-running, people were done testing, people had some cocktails in them. I don't think Shannon had cocktails. Everybody was like, no, Tiffany, honestly, that's just the way Shannon is. And they were like, that's a tamed Shannon Campbell. So I'm like, if that's a tamed Shannon Campbell, oh. what am I going to get with the full, like, wide open Shannon Campbell? Like, what would I have gotten then? But I have seen so that. On the Amazon- I have seen have that. Have you seen him? I threw three or four years ago, I um, I threw a big radio show party, and we rented out a bar. And it was uh, during the October Parker race that no longer exists. And uh, Shannon showed up to my radio party, and it was packed house. Like, that bar, still to this day, that was the biggest night in the history of that bar. Um, it, it literally, they, they made, it was nuts. It, it was crazy. I couldn't, I couldn't ever throw another party like that if I wanted to, but Shannon was there. And, like, people start dropping like flies, and we're getting pretty late into the evening. Well, Shannon was just hitting his prime, and so me and Shannon and a few others were sitting there at a table. Shannon gets – I mean, this is not stuff I will say, you know, on air, like, but – Shannon has a good time. Let's just put it that way. Shannon has a good time. And, uh, yeah, if you haven't witnessed that Shannon Campbell yet, boy, you are missing out, T-Stone. Well, I'm, I'm assuming or hopefully maybe I might be able to get to see that Shannon Campbell the Mint 400. But so pretty much long story short is we were doing this thing called Ambrose After Dark. I was out there. We were talking to Shannon. Shannon comes in, and I implemented this thing called This or That. So pretty much chocolate or vanilla, sunrise, sunset night owl morning person steak or chicken type thing just to kind of 
at who they are as a person yeah. rather than just a driver, what they like to do on the, their time off. So I asked Shannon, who's your favorite superhero? He said, <laughs> I was like, is it Superman or Batman? And he says, neither. And I said, okay, why neither? And he's like, I like Wonder Woman, Tiffany. And to sum it up, he said he liked Wonder Woman because he knew underneath that, and I hope I can say this, and if you have to drop it, you can drop well, it. We'll, we'll probably bleep said, it to be safe, but I don't know. <laughs> he said, he said, you know, because I knew underneath there she had some chrome titties, and I just died laughing. I've interviewed so many drivers, and I have never been speechless before. So if, if anybody wants to see part of the full, you know, the full uh, interview, they can just head over to my Instagram page. I posted it, but literally Shannon Campbell had me dying, like dying of laughter. I could not believe he actually said that. And it just like set the rest of the tone for the show and the rest of the tone for the week. It did. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, you know what though? I like, I love that. And I, I love like how you and I, like in the show at hammers, like sometimes you get to see the fun side, a different side of people. It's not like all the professional you know, like you'd like to see that side, the real human side of it. And, you know, and like with a guy like Shannon, he is fun. He is a fun guy. And to be able to see that, you know what I mean? And, and obviously, I'm sure his daughter and his wife were cringing when he said that. But like that, like Shannon's a fun having guy. And I, I think like that's what we need more of in motorsport is to see that side of people like the, the, the real personality come out, you know? No, exactly. And the thing is, is I was getting a tongue tied and twisted and, you know, just like me, when you're asking questions, sometimes what you think in your head is not really what comes out or how it sounds. Yeah. And at the end of the interview, I was like, all right, well, really good to have you up here, Shannon. It's great. I'm going to have your children up here a few nights later. And it, I just can't believe I said that either. And I'm like, and then everybody started laughing. And I was like, <laughs> OMG, just can't believe I said I was going to have Shannon Campbell's children on stage. But I meant like Bailey and Waylon, yeah. like I was going to be able to interview them as well. <laughs> Uh, that, so when you're like, I just need to get away from Shannon Campbell for a while. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, I know you were out there. We talked about the UTV race. Tell us a little bit. Uh, T1 race looked like uh, people really enjoyed that. I mean, KOH, sure. What a what an amazing effort by him. I mean, uh, you know, what do you, how do you sum up the whole week here, Tiffany? Uh, one, it was freezing. Two, it was pretty badass to see the T1 desert trucks out there, especially if, you know, some people who I'm, I'm assuming everybody's seeing a, a race like that in the desert. But if you hadn't seen one of those, plus, you know, it's just a different terrain. You had some of the big names, Robbie Gordon, Rob McCaffrey out there, you know, BJ Baldwin was out there. So it was really cool to see everybody. And then, you know, talking about Jason here, like that was awesome. I know how difficult it is to even finish King of the Hammers. Now, to be able to be the king of King of the Hammers two times in a row, back to back, I mean, that is just an accomplishment. Um, I didn't get a chance to talk to Jason. I know he was out celebrating his win, but that is crazy. And especially because, you know, he pretty much did a great win, you know, when we were just at Crandon last year when they brought the Ultra Four guys out. So it was kind of cool to see and do that back to back, like I said, knowing how difficult it is to even finish one of those races. Yeah, you know, that's what's crazy. Mitch Guthrie Jr. back to back. We had Shearer back to back. I mean, I, I start looking at, you know, I guess, quote unquote, Kings. 
uh, kings of the hammers. And uh, I would say, man, I got a short list there. I mean, you've got Shannon Campbell. you got Jason Shearer. Um, I would definitely put uh, Guthrie Jr. and Guthrie Sr. on the list. But, I mean, like multi – and I don't know about full full multi-time winners, but, man, it's a short list. You know what I mean? And that's four guys right there. But there there's a short list if you talk UTVs and uh, – um, UTVs and, uh, you know, and Ultra 4s on people who've taken multiple li- wins. I mean, sheer back-to-back is third one. Uh, man, this guy, uh, it's, that's an insane accomplishment. No, and I completely agree with you. If you look at the UTV race, I mean, between Mitch, Mitch Sr. and Mitch Jr., like, and there's only one other person who's won it, so they've taken it eight out of the 11 times. And so it's kind of crazy just to think about that. I mean, that for, that family is a, you know, force to be reckoned with. They've pretty much dominated the rock section. Uh, you know, Mitch was saying he didn't even have to winch one part of it. And to be able to not have to winch one part of it and have such a great co-driver like he did and be that fast, like, it speaks volumes. I, I mean, Mitch is, Mitch is a great driver when it comes to the King of the Hammers. Well, and you know what I find interesting about this whole thing, and it doesn't matter if we're talking UTVs, Everyman, um, you know, Ultra Force, the thing that's crazy about KOH, you can pre-run, you can do your homework, but that course changes even up till race day and with weather and with people going over at night. It changes from day to day because it's open at night. You know, the rocks, you know, can shift um, depending on who went up there in the middle of the night, lap to lap. You know, people can uh, can get stuck in front of you. It can cause bottlenecks. Like, there's so much that's luck that goes into winning that race. You know what I mean? That, that You can do all your homework, but still, if you don't have luck on your side, um, you know, the, you can lose that race and it not be your fault at all. No, exactly. And especially what you're talking about with the weather, we had that torrential downpour Saturday before the race. Like, the lake bed was disgusting. But, of course, side note, that gives me a little time to play and do uh, do some crazy things out in the mud and with my Jeep. But, you know, Mitch was saying that the the desert section was completely non-dusty pretty much, you know, because everything had settled really nice. The weather was great. It was a little cooler. So, of course, those cars and trucks are running a little bit faster than they normally would in the desert because everything was just, like you said, you can do as much as you want for preparation and homework, but luck is on the side. And when people are trying to go up backdoor or chocolate thunder at night, I know one rock that was there at the bottom of backdoor that was never there, and it was just like, okay, well, this huge, gigantic boulder is now here. How's that going to affect race day? And and like you said, it it will affect lap to lap, driver to driver. One person goes up that, one person comes down that, and it's completely different. And how gnarly was backdoor this year? Wow, like, I mean, <laughs> that backdoor is never yeah. easy, but this year, wow, backdoor was another level of crazy. No, and you know how they have the quote-unquote unofficial little backdoor area, that, like the backdoor um, party or race or excitement, whatever you want to call it, on Thursday. So I know there was tons of people there. I tried to stay away from there. I would just drive around because I really enjoy sitting at the base of those and kind of watching the lights, watching everybody go up and down because it just means everybody's having a great time. But I know backdoor was crazy. So, the you know, the 4,400 race on Friday, that's, track or that track that course was destroyed when once those guys got out there yeah it was i don't know koh like 
every year it never ceases to amaze me how big it gets you know year over year over year and i think it's like it's got this viral effect now and like i don't think we know the limit of it you know what i mean where this thing's going to tap out at like every year it's like more campers more rvs more racers like it's just it's become they call it the burning man of off-road i don't think you can sum it up any any better way you know it's like at some point you wonder if they're going to cap it off and be like all right this is the max amount of people that can come here for two weeks no, I agree. I heard there was about 60,000 people there this weekend, or this whole entire week. 60,000 that were there, and Dave Cole was telling me there was more, over 440 drivers registered for all of the different races and all the different classes. That's crazy. That is nuts. Well, uh, segment is just about up, T-Stone, but I know you are heading back to Detroit. Uh, thanks for calling in, as always, and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week. Thank you, thank you. And if anybody gets bored, you can uh, check out my Instagram stories. I'm going along Route 66, just hitting up some iconic, nostalgic, historic spots. So stay tuned. I got lots of things going on. And we'll be back to wrap things up here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor, next. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warren Tech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo 
absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network. Welcome back to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, just wrapping up uh, another fun edition. Uh, big thanks to Jason Shear, uh, Ryan Dungey, Tiffany Stone uh, for calling in. Uh, make sure and uh, skip over to the website. Uh, you know, obviously, we had that amazing show at KOH last week, uh, you know, live show there. Um, make sure and check that out. Also have those, um, I guess, those additional drops into the feed, uh, the one with Jason Anderson as well as the one with Spencer Lowe. So if you want all those, and um, I, I think we're going to start doing more of that, more and more of that. Um, so if you want those, easy way to get them is subscribe on iTunes um, to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. If you do that, any uh, ratings uh, or reviews, you'll leave much appreciated. Um, but, yeah, go over there and hit the subscribe button. Uh, you'll get all of our stuff. You can also do it to uh, Project Action or check the website daily, downanddirtyshow.com. We'll have all our audio content posted there as well as all kinds of features that Chris Ione, uh pumps out. We've got all kinds of uh, motorsports features and off-road features and such uh, being posted daily. Uh, hopefully you guys liked uh, my power rankings. We're going to start making that a weekly thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, just uh, looking forward to keeping uh, – Keeping it fun here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Big thanks to uh, Polaris Razor, General Tire, Subaru, Vision Wheel, Gibson Exhaust, Dirtfish, Moto Shield Pro, the Blue Water Resort Casino. We've got some amazing companies jumping on board for this year. Lots of news coming out in the next couple of weeks with that. Be sure and follow me at Jim Beaver 15 on all forms of social media. And I love to hear from you guys. Always like your feedback. If you hated my power rankings, I want to know why, man. Hit me up. Tweet me. Uh, use a contact form at the website. Whatever. I'd like to hear from you guys, though. And uh, we will see you guys next week right here on the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.